Here we go. Broadcasting from Edmonton's majestic used hubcap district. I just can't pull off a onesie. No, neither can I. Oh, that's not good. Kids today with their inline skates and their long boards that roll over everything. Totally weird and wild. It works, but it's weird. You know what's underrated? Ravioli. God, that's awful. It smells like smoke coming off someone's ass. I guess I'm getting the vibe here that a lot of people had these lofty dreams and no one lived up to them. I get that feeling, too. Oh, it's so good to laugh again. My God, do people not know I'm at work? The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. They may turn these things down. I wonder if that's annoying that we sing our way into every podcast. I like to think that it's the exact opposite, that that's the main reason people are like, you know what? I need to hear those guys sing. Hmm. <laughs> Do you think that's what it is? And they punch out after 20 seconds when the singing stops. Yeah. So don't stop singing. <laughs> Everything we talk about today will be sung. That would be bad for business. Mm-hmm. That's They were here for the first 20 seconds and then out. Yeah. Ugh. Anyway. Earlier this morning, we were talking about, um, I was antiquing recently. Oh, yes. One of my favorite, um, well, favorite pastimes. Hey, you didn't get that uh, bad boy reputation by not antiquing. No, the real bad boys are the ones who antique. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. What, do you, what kind of stuff are you looking at? Do you scoff at mid-century modern now? No, I love mid-century modern. Isn't it kind of run its course, though? No, but the thing is, it's really... And don't get me wrong, I love it too, but I worry, like, are people going all in on mid-century modern pieces, thinking that they're still worth a fortune? No, I don't think so. I think there are some pieces that are hideous. Yeah. But, and I I think they know that people love it too, because it's all so overpriced. And uncomfortable. Has there ever been a furniture that looks better than mid-century modern, but is less comfortable? Yeah. (laughs) Like a mid-century modern couch, it's like a park bench, basically, with a couple of stadium cushions on it. Yeah, it's not great for the lumbar support. No, no. But uh, I was in this antique store. I'm actually looking for, I like really hideous things. I'm looking for something to keep my keys in. Oh, yeah. That's really ugly. Okay. I recently found, it looks like a turkey, and you take the top off. It's almost like a cookie jar, but it looks like a little turkey. Yeah, yeah hideously ugly. And that's when you walk into your house, You have the, that's where you put your wallet and your keys? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what I want. Nice. That's what I'm looking for. <laughs> when we renovated our house, I lost the table that I used to. There's a little table when you first came into our house, and it had a drawer in it, and that's where my wallet and my keys went. And now I have nowhere. So what I do now, like a chump, is there's a closet right at the front door with one of those wire shelf things. Oh, yeah. In the t- so I have to balance my wallet and my keys and my headphones, my AirPods on this little wire shelf. Things are inevitably falling into shoes. It's not a practical system. So I think I need a ceramic turkey that I can put somewhere. Yeah, it really is a game changer. Yeah. So I'm in a local antique mall uh-huh. looking for miscellaneous things. Collar popped on your leather jacket. Oh, yeah. Antiquing like a bad boy. Cigarette in my mouth. Not lit. Uh-huh. I'm not a monster. Yeah. Uh, but what comes over the speakers inside the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. What a song. Yes. Six minutes, no course. Couldn't tell you the last time I heard it before that, but it came on and you're like, okay, I'm looking at plates with pictures of the queen's face on it. Just being like, yeah, just in a zone. Yeah. Man, that song, it really is good. It's a history lesson it is. in music form. Like from front to back, it's like, it's grade, uh, it's probably grade 10 social. Where you're learning about, oh, hang, oh, is this the verse where he runs us through all the Great Lakes? Oh, Lira, Lake Huron, mm-hmm, yeah. Michigan, mm-hmm. 
It is a bold move to go superior, su- super Canadian in your song and like give history lessons. It is a fine line for making it entertaining and being proud of your country and excruciatingly boring. It was an international hit too, yeah. which is shocking. Like, cause it's hardcore Canadian. Although, uh, the ship came from the American side. Like it was, I think it was, a. uh, it left, it left fully loaded from Cleveland is the one line. Man. So. You learn so much. Yeah. Tragically hip were experts at walking that fine line too. I don't know. Did they ever have a hit in the U.S. though as big as Edmund Fitzgerald was? Probably not internationally, no. No. But man, to look at a social studies curriculum in Canada and be like, I'm going to make a song out of this. So I sit here right now and you and I talk about the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. There's probably somebody listening right now who's like, I don't know that song. Treat yourself to it. Gordon Lightfoot, the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. Is it the greatest Canadian song of all time, maybe? It's got to be up there. The wind and the wires made a tattletale sound And the wave broke over the railing And every man knew as the captain did too Twas the witch of November come stealing And when you sing it, you have to sing it in Gordon Lightfoot's voice. Oh, it's required. Like, can you imagine if... Somebody with a a really polished. Imagine if Celine Dion decided to do a, a version of the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. Would it be the same? No. Would she sing it in Gordon's voice, or would she do that really where she's way over the top? Yeah, I don't want to hear her do it. I don't want to hear Michael Bublé do it. No. No, you need a certain kind of uh, roughness. Yeah. To do that song justice. You're listening to the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. They're trapped in your phone forever. Bryce, you're not really a a winner at life, are you? No, no, I mean you're a winner. Uh, like well, don't don't take that as me calling you a loser, but you've never won anything, right? <laughs> Didn't, like, that wow. came out horribly. Wow, you said the inside part loud. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Do you want a hug? Do you need a hug? I mean, in the metaphorical game of life, no, I'm not a winner. But in the actual, literal, winning things, no, I don't. You've never won anything? No, never. No, I think I've bought like four lottery tickets in my life. Maybe once I won a free ticket and then maybe once won $20. Mm -hmm. And that was, that's the extent, that's my career of winning. I'm a loser at life. I've never won anything. What I I can't honestly think of something. Every time, and it's funny too, because every time someone wins like a huge lottery jackpot in Alberta, I'm like, oh, it could have been me. Except for the noticeable handicap of I never buy lottery tickets anymore. So. Yeah, that's going to impede your ability to win. <laughs> that that's going to be an obstacle. It hurts my odds a bit. Yeah. But anyway, we just started telling stories on the show today about the most amount of money People have won. You have questions? Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly have answers. The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. I got to answer the Ray of Sunshine line. Uh, hello? Hey, good morning. Uh, so I was just texting about the $75 I won one time, but I had to keep my job. <laughs> oh, Chelsea. me of the first time I ever purchased a scratch ticket on my lunch break at the restaurant job. I hated and I scratched the ticket and I was convinced that I won 50 grand. So I did the, I don't remember which movie reference it is, that bleep you, bleep you, bleep you, you're cool, I quit. And I walked out to go check it and I read the instructions wrong. I won nothing and I had to go back and pretend like it was Aww. funny and a joke. 
But hang on. Now I always read the instructions really well. Hang on. Hang on. Slow down. You sound a little you sound a little amped up this morning. I am a little amped up this morning because now I have to go to my work that I still love. No, hang on. Okay. Something's not tracking here. Let's just uh, let's just pause. Let's regroup for a moment here. So this is yeah. Chelsea, everybody. Chelsea won 75 bucks on a scratch and win ticket once. Oh, no, that was a lot of yeah. uh, Okay, yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. But this was just recently, the other one, where you oh. thought you won 50 grand and you went in with both thing, middle fingers blazing and now and oh, then you had to crawl no, back? Oh, that was, that was when I was 18. This oh. is a whole different job. Still love, no, I do love my job now, but that was a way to job back. Fresh 18, to buy the ticket. Okay. Yeah. But that's the extent of your winnings, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, Chelsea, I'm going to park you on hold here, but you're the clubhouse leader on, hey, how much money have you won? Oh, wonderful. Well, I'm glad I'm representing. You have a great day, too. Bye. Bye. Is my comprehension off? Okay, so if I'm following along, the most she ever won was 75 75 bucks. bucks. But one other time. She thought she won. She thought she won 50 grand, went into her waitressing job. And went, eh. Said sayonara. And then had to go crawling back. I think we tracked. Yeah, I think we got that. Yes. Okay. So, Chelsea, clubhouse leader at $75 on how much money have you won? I win nothing. I think I think most I've ever won is 20 bucks. <laughs> uh, my sister's friend won 1000 bucks on a scratch ticket in high school and retired from his job at Subway. <laughs> Kenny. <laughs> Gave up a lucrative career as a sandwich artist, uh, coasting on that $1,000. Oh, this one's juicy. I want to remain anonymous. I'm one of those broke people working with an executive co-worker who won the 50-50 about a month ago. Tried to put that info in the bank of my storage compartments in my brain as soon as possible. Life goes on. Still broke for me and richer for him. Still happy for him, though. Mm, Are you... Can you truly be happy for somebody that's doing better than you? (laughs) It's okay to not be happy for them. Yeah, you don't have to... You don't have to pretend. Just say it through uh, clenched teeth. I'm totally happy for him. This is the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Chelsea was the first one out of the gate with a $75 win. Listen to this one. I won six grand on a Lotto Max ticket. I got six out of the seven numbers. All I got was six grand. That seems like it should be worth more than that. Because that's almost seven numbers. Uh, my friend won $100,000 right after he and his live-in girlfriend split up because she was cheating on him. Ooh, juicy. Are they entitled to a portion of that? Uh, my wife won ten grand from a car dealership. We used the money and bought bread heifers, so we still got money from selling the calves. Uh, the downside is you had to keep them in your condo, but... Uh, my nephew... Oh, am I supposed to read this one on the radio? Seems, well, I'm going to do it. It doesn't say I can't. My nephew and his cousin, both adults, went to an Eskimos game several years ago. They bought 50-50 tickets and decided if they won, they would split the money. The cousin won and then decided that sharing, sharing didn't make sense and kept it all. They've never been the same type of friends ever since. Ooh, that'd be a rough one to walk off. This is the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. This one. Uh, my mom and dad won a house. What? Both my parents had low-paying jobs, so it was wonderful that they were able to retire without worry. 
Ooh. I love stories like that. That's cool. Like you don't need an insane amount of money to just like change no. your life. Just like winning a house or something like that. Not having to make a rent or mortgage payment anymore. Holy uh, cow. This one. Shh. We won $250,000 on an online casino. Ah. It was nerve wracking for a while because it seemed they were going to screw us out of it. But after three weeks, it finally showed up in our bank account. We never told a soul. Ooh, juice. Secret money. Uh, did we do anything exciting with it? No, we paid down our mortgage. Wow. Eh, nothing wrong with that. I mean, yeah, we were kind of talking about this backstage. People probably tell you you should invest that money. But paying off your mortgage and living mortgage-free? Oh, yeah. That'll be nice in the long run. Oh, man. Not telling anyone you won that money. Uh, the only money I ever, air quotes, won was when I drove up to an ATM and found $700 on the ground blowing around in the wind. Times were very tough back then, and I was riddled with guilt about what to do. But it was a wonderful blessing as a newly single parent, P. Ooh, that's pretty good. Again, I live by the finders, keepers, losers, weepers rule. Mm -hmm. So enjoy that 700. Did you see this top text that just came in? No. Uh, I won the Covenant Dream Life Lottery 50-50 in 2020. $424,000. Oh. Just in time to not travel. I'm ready to travel now, though. Only thing I've bought is a truck and Chris Stapleton tickets and a little too much pizza. So how much money do you have left then? After the Chris Stapleton tickets? Probably three grand. <laughs> 424 grand? That's Holy That's a cow. good one, yeah. Uh, man, paying down your mortgage is an investment in itself, someone says. My eyes go cross just hearing that. There are so many of these coming in, I can't keep up with it. Yeah, a lot of people want money. I would oh. say it looks like a thousand bucks is about the average. I won $1,500 at Bingo. My uncle won $3.2 million in Lotto 649. Ooh. My parents' friends won $60 million in Lotto Max. Holy cow. Jackie, wow. Jackie, you're swinging in a circle there. Jeez, $60 million? Can you imagine? Uh, okay, one more, and then we got to go. I want a guess how much X is in this jar, probably like jelly beans or something. Two years in a row at the Sherwood Park trade show when I was... Two years in a row? That's pretty good. Ooh. I want a bike one year, and the money in the jar the next year was $315. To an eight-year-old, it was the same as a million. Probably went to school and just made it rain. Eight-year-old with $300. Yeah. Is there anyone more smug in the world? Somebody else said, I bought a joke ticket for my dad. He thought he won $50,000. Oh, no. I think I almost gave him a heart attack. In hindsight, it was a bad idea. There is a special place in hell for the people that buy the novelty fake lottery ticket. I feel like I'd be good at spotting that going, this isn't a real ticket. That's one thing you can't really pull off anymore is before when you would record on your VCR the lottery drawings. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you could trick people with it. Hard to pull that off now. You're listening to the Garden Andrew Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Arden is a regular listener. Just talking. Now, Arden, you live in that neighborhood right across from uh, Bogey Busters on Ellerslie Road. Uh, the driving range. They added on to Bogey Busters, huh? Yeah, they put on some big targets. Um, it's actually no longer actually Bogey Busters, per se. It got bought out last year by Golf Cart. But they've added, like, probably 30 or 40 more stalls or whatever you call them. Oh, yeah, and um, it sucks because it's only off of the tee boxes now. You don't actually get off of grass anymore. Hmm. But they also added that outdoor mini golf as well. 
You know what they should do is they, um, you know, like they have the guy that has to go out and sweep up the balls or suck, vacuum yep. up the balls, and everybody just sort of amps up their their game. Oh, yeah. People plow through balls when the, the guy's out there cleaning up balls because you want to yep. hit them. They should put like a a glass vase or something on top of the little car they used. And if you smash the vase, you get a prize. It, it increases the number of balls that people hit. So people yep. are buying more buckets of balls if they yep. know that there's a prize that can be won. I should be running all the driving ranges. You betcha. Maybe I should try and find some Fabergé eggs. And you put a Fabergé egg on top of the little car that's out there cleaning. <laughs> And if you smash yep. the Fabergé egg, I don't know, maybe you get a free burger or something? Yeah, exactly. Well, you know what? That's pretty hard to hit, so the prize would have to be a little bit more uh, worth spending $300 worth of uh, balls to hit it at least once. Like, as soon as people hear that little car fire up, everybody, like, they're, on. oh my God, they'd, they'd be running to the clubhouse to buy more buckets of balls. Yep, you yeah. betcha. And I don't understand why they don't just have that guy out there all the time just mm-hmm. driving around. Yeah. So bogey busters or whatever you're called now, yep. uh, you can have that idea from me. I don't know. Um, maybe they could comp you a bucket of balls and I get a bucket of balls and they can have the idea. Perfect. The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Do you want to talk about dinosaurs now? Always. Okay. So the story at six o'clock, somewhere in Lethbridge, they found, was it a fossil? Was it a footprint? Was it a... I think it was a fossil in a rock. And it was some mining operation and they're calling it a lizard on steroids. Which is terrifying. Saying it was three to four times bigger than a Komodo dragon. So a Komodo dragon, the only time I ever got 100% on anything in high school was I did a speech about Komodo dragons and aced that one. And it was for biology or science, I think. I learned a lot about Komodo dragons. And uh, they can be like the length of a car. They're huge. And they look like, I don't know what they look like. They can tear you apart, though. So they say it was like three or four times the size of that? Yeah. Sounds That's nuts. gross. Can you imagine being a caveman back then? Be terrified. I would just stay in my cave all day and, I don't know, scroll Instagram or something. Everything outside of your cave wanted to kill you. Oh, yeah. Everything. Yeah, you were the next meal everywhere you went. Uh, somebody did text and said, uh, um, actually, there were millions of years between the last di- dinosaur and mankind. Uh, sure. That's fake news. Everyone knows the dinosaurs existed until the late 60s. I thought it was the mid-60s. They ran the banks. In 64. Yeah. And then, yeah, I think they got out of banking or they were forced out of banking by the late 60s. Yeah, get your facts straight. Anyway, thank you very much for that. Thanks for listening to the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Theme music by Garner Andrews. Guests of the podcast stay in the dumpster behind the building in the rail yard. Classy.